Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hot Happy Mess. Celebrate your magic in the middle of life's messes. Hot Happy Mess. I'm Zuri Hall, and this is Hot Hot, Happy happy. Mess. Oh, shoot. (laughs) What's up? I'm Zuri Hall, and this is Hot Happy Mess, where we do best life minus the burnout, baby. Today, I have an incredible woman who is sitting down to talk about the super impressive business that she has been building. She saw a void in the marketplace and she rose to the occasion like nobody's business. I can't wait for you to hear her. I'm really excited for today's episode. It is such a nod to all of the women in my life who are working moms that are killing it. It's not easily done. It's a lot to juggle. Being a mom in itself is a full-time job to also have other hats that that mothers are wearing outside of the home and um, you know, keeping it all together and sometimes not keeping it all together, but doing the best they can with what they've got. I mean, my hats go off to you. Um, if you hear 
things slamming into the mirrors. It's Lola. <laughs> I'm a dog mom. So there's that. Um, it's Lola picking up a bone and then tossing it very aggressively into the mirror and then doing it over and over and over again. It's this new thing that she's discovered and she's really excited about it. It's almost like she waits until I sit down in front of a microphone to begin. Say lovey. Anyways. <laughs> Shout out to the working moms. You're doing your things. The ones who have been dreaming about starting their own business. The ones who are currently in the thick of entrepreneurship and may need a little bit of inspo along the way. Maybe you're not a mom yet or an entrepreneur yet, uh, but you're interested and you want to hear this incredible woman's story. So for today's episode, we have our first real woman, real story of season two. I am chatting with Dominique and she is sharing how she built her business during a pandemic, how she's managing self-care as a mom of two and standing in her no, and is also something to be quite frank, that is still a learning moment. Still, still something that a lot of us, myself included, are in the process of fully owning our nose without apology. I'm getting much better at it. And I've got to say, it feels great here. So I highly recommend you get to trying it if you haven't already. Uh, but Dominique is going to share her story, her journey to that. Dominique is also sharing tips on how other women of color who own businesses can secure funding for their entrepreneurial endeavors. It is just an all around great combo jam-packed with information with tips, tricks, tools that you can use starting today to build the business of your dreams, the life of your dreams, um, while juggling the various parts of that dream life. You're going to love it. Here's Dominique. Dominique Oluwolafe is a mompreneur and the founder of Lightly, a luxury baby care brand, making the getting there easier for parents, towing tiny humans. She currently resides in LA with her husband and two daughters. And I am so excited that she is here to share her story uh, with us because she's got a fascinating background. She earned her BA in communications from Cal Poly. She spent time as both a professional volleyball player and a freelance wardrobe stylist and costume supervisor before transitioning to building her business full-time. Yoga, champagne, and pizza are her guilty mama pleasures. So basically, she's my new best friend. <laughs> Welcome, Dominique. How you doing? Thank you. Good. <laughs> what an intro. I love it. It's kind of like eclectic. Yeah, you have lived a life. It's giving big Gemini energy, even though I have no reason to believe you are one. Um, what would you know what your sign is? Okay, so that's funny that you said that because my husband's a Gemini and okay. my my oldest daughter is a Gemini. They're a day apart. Their, birth their birthdays are next week, but I'm a Virgo. So I'm okay. like, hey, psychopath, like organizing, like, you know, okay. yeah, eight, but you're going to have but like together. something draws me to that Gemini energy because yeah. clearly, you know, I live with them. You're surrounded by them. Beyonce's yeah. a Virgo. So you guys must be doing something right. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Well, let's go ahead and dive right in. I I'm excited for this convo because this is one of our real woman, real spotlights or real stories rather. Um, and so it's really just all about celebrating and talking about you, your amazing journey, which I find so fascinating. Uh, so just to get things started, tell me a little bit about yourself. Give me some fun facts. What would be, what, what is one thing we would be surprised to know about Dominique? Okay. Um, 
fun facts. Let's see. Um, okay. So this is not fun, but I just kind of want to give you a basis from where I matriculate from. I'm half Nigerian and I'm half, uh, my mom's side of the family is from Barbados. So it like really makes for a really interesting temperament. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, if you know, Nigerians, then you know, Nigerians, but right. I also have this like Caribbean relaxed vibe to myself. Um, yeah. I'm obsessed with blue moon ice cream, which you can only get in Michigan, I suppose. Um, okay. I'm originally from East Lansing. That's where I was born. So I'm a Midwest girl. Um, and I have loved fashion and shopping from the beginning of time. Um, we had a computer early on, like a large, scary, old school dial up, um, computer. And my mom had always said that I was just like searching for clothing and fashion from the beginning of time. So those are some fun things. Um, yoga obviously is my like sacred space and, um, my guilty pleasure in terms of like what I watch at the end of the night is nightly pop honey. Okay. All right. <laughs> we love to see it. NBC universal in the building. That's, that's home base. <laughs> so I always love to hear that. Um, I also find it fascinating. You played volleyball in college too, right? I did. So I, um, like I said, I'm from Michigan. I came out to California on a full ride. I went to Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. I lived in Switzerland. I played a season professionally there. I lived in Azerbaijan, which most people don't even know where that is. Um, I was just about to ask you. I was debating between (laughs) nodding as if I knew where you were talking about or asking. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to ask you where. Okay. So it's (laughs) east of Iran and north of Turkey. Um, I lived in a city called Baku. Um, that's where my heart got broken at some point in my life. Um, then I left and then I moved to Sicily and that's where I found my happy place. And I played a season there. Um, but you know, being able to travel on somebody's else's dime was incredible in terms of just like exploring the world. Um, so yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely fascinating. And here you are now building this amazing business that is really just so genius when you think about it. Um, So I want to get into being a working mom um, and how you've managed to balance it all. I think that's something that a lot of our listeners can relate to and understand. I can barely keep myself fed and alive. And now I've added a puppy to the mix. I can't imagine with two children (laughs) running a a business and, you know, um, really killing it in, in all of it. So Talk to me a little bit about your journey from motherhood to getting back into um, work mode. Was that hard for you? Was that something you couldn't wait to get back to? Um, Was it a thing that you even had to maybe decide you wanted to do? A lot of people decide, you know what? I think I'm ready for mommyhood and I want to just focus on that. And then a lot of people have to go back to work. Was it something you were ready for? Yeah, those are really good questions. I guess I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Um, and this is a very huge part of, of Lightly and, and reflected in our branding and our identity. But I uh, never anticipated on having kids so early. Um, I'm a fairly young mom and my husband and I have a significant age gap. So when I got pregnant, it wasn't planned. And uh, my career was always first. And I think for me in building Lightly, it's been a healing process because what we're doing is we're shattering old parental archetypes. We're saying that being a parent and having this travel life are not binary, right? They can coexist, but we need the support from the community and from the hotels we stay at and our society and our culture. Um, I think hospitality brands do a better job of accommodating pets than they do small children, right? And so something has to change. Um, So no, it wasn't um, something where I was like, okay, 
um, I'm going to put work aside. I never thought I was going to put work aside. I just wanted to figure out how can I do both things. And ultimately, for my personal journey, it's being surrounded by people that have provided me with so much support, right? Um, Our family, don't live in LA, so we pay for everything, but our friends have become our network and our support. Um, when I first found out I was pregnant, I was like, oh my God, can I still go to um, Cabo every week? You know, or, you know, not every week, but can I still do all these amazing things? Yeah. (laughs) But can I go to Cabo? (laughs) Like, will there be things for my baby at the Viceroy? Right. And so, um, I had some real conversations with some incredible mentors and women in my network that are CEOs of their companies and have kids. And, you know, their advice was, um, you know, kids are adaptable. They really are flexible and you grow them in this environment and they understand um, you can have it. You can have your job and, and your family, too. But it does take a conscious effort in terms of who you're surrounding yourself with, putting yourself in cultures and in work environments where people are supportive of work life balance. And I think that conversation is changing um, for our industry and our culture. Yeah. Um, you said you were younger than you expected when you had your first child, right? Yeah. How old were you when you had the first baby? 28. 28. I was in my 20s. Yeah. And, and, so, and I think, you know, for our parents, that's not yeah. that weird. But and for, for this way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to do the math. I was like, was she 23? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You? Because... I am of the same mind, right? We're 28, feels yeah. so young at this point in my life. Looking yeah. back, I'm 34 now. Um, yeah. At that time, I can't imagine. But there was a time at 21, 22, 23 when I was like, okay, so I'm just going to knock out all the, I'll get married at 25. I'll knock yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. 29, 30 max if I want to be an yeah. old mom. <laughs> and yeah. then I'll do whatever. Yeah. So LOL at that entire gameplay. Yeah. None of those things have happened. Right. And I honestly couldn't be happier that it didn't happen sooner because I can't imagine. Um, So I hear you when you say, okay, 28 for me felt really young to be committing to motherhood. Um, How long before your, your next little one came into the picture? Oh, so this is funny. So then I had my first one. I was like, this is everything. Thing. It's so amazing. I mean, I took Phoenix around the world, right? Like she's been to more countries than most people have in their entire mm-hmm. lives. And um, the thing about the first child is that they trick you, right? Because they're like really good on the planes and they sleep through the night. Um, so I was like, I want to have another one like right away. Yeah. Zara, my second, she's only two years younger than Phoenix. And it's been the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. She's a monster. I'm tired. <laughs> like it's a whole thing. But Um, No, it was, you know, now I have two and, you know, a third is very much, we'll see what happens. You know, I need to win the lottery, essentially, continuing to live in LA. But um, no, I'm so happy to have both of them because Lightly would not exist without them. Okay. And let's get into the Lightly of it all. Um, At what point did this um, idea come to you? Was it once motherhood came to you and you realized that there was a void in the market, was this something that had always sort of been in the back of your mind? Right. So, um, like I said, with Phoenix, I traveled a lot. Um, and on our very, very first flight, we were flying from LAX to Chicago. I'm a Virgo, so I have everything lined up to the T with her her nap times and um, the, the flight itinerary. But what I didn't anticipate are things you can't control, like flight delays. So we got to LAX. We were five hours delayed. And I had packed so many diapers in my carry-on and the rest were in our checked luggage. 
So we're burning through diapers. We haven't even gotten on the flight yet. And I look at my then boyfriend, now husband, and I said, oh my God, like we're going to run out. And he starts searching the terminal at LAX. And he's like, I can't find anything. I'm like, what do you mean you can't find anything? You know, this is LAX, right? It's the fourth busiest airport in the world. You can get Chanel. You can get liquor. You can get M. Frederick, like local finds. Mm Um, you can get KY jelly, but there was nothing available for babies. And I was you like, how is it? Baby, but yeah. God bless you once you have it. Right. Like, does not help you. <laughs> Everyone's like, you know, and I think this goes back to our culture, right? Like we do a really good job of taking care of the pregnant woman. But the minute you have your baby and you talk about postpartum, um, there's this, this huge, massive gap in how we're accommodating families and how we're supporting. So that was really the traumatic event and catalyst to me obsessing over all pain points related to family travel, right? And and then we get to how what lightly is today. Um, so we are working with luxury hotels and we're saying. You know, um, walking into a hotel room that wouldn't have any toilet paper would be jarring, right? Like it, you would leave so many reviews or, or or no linens on the bed for that matter. You would be so confused. Like I just spent a thousand dollars at your hotel. Why do you not have these things? Yeah. It's no different for toddlers and infants. So um, we're just really excited about challenging the status quo and saying like the buck stops here. We have self-driving cars and plant-based food and we don't have any accommodations for little people. Like this doesn't make sense. Uh, We can work remotely now. So you want people to come to these destinations in these places, but you need to find ways to support them and make it easy. Yeah. Um, you're, you're so right. And, and it's always fascinating to me when an amazing business idea comes into the picture. It's like, Oh my God, why didn't I think of that? And it's like, It's so obvious, but not because no one is, is doing this in the way that you're doing it. So it is truly disruptive in a way that's like, wow, it took this long for someone to realize and decide to show up in that way. Because you're right. We can try. I've bought a Chanel at an airport before. (laughs) Certainly bought all the liquor. Don't get me started (laughs) on the rum that I bring back from any island ever. But you you don't think about it until you think about it. And that's not a thing that I've had to think about yet. I'm not in in the throes of motherhood. Uh, And so it's awesome that you're there to help fill that void and advocate in that way for mothers and fathers, for parents, period. Um, I feel like this conversation, this real woman, real story segment is two parts, right? There's mommyhood and balancing it. And then there's also this conversation around entrepreneurship and anyone might be interested in building a business, particularly a woman of color or a black woman. And in some of the um, challenges, obstacles that one might run into when getting that off of the ground. So I'm conflicted in which way I want to take it first. Yeah to talk about. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll let you lead that in asking what have you found, what have you found to be the biggest challenge in your journey um, to being a mother who is also an entrepreneur? Is it being a mother? Is it being a, a black woman in entrepreneurship? Is it being a woman in entrepreneurship? Like wh- what has been the thing you've had to fight against the most? Yeah, I, I guess I'll start with, um, the hardest part about all of this, and the reason why I love your podcast is because of the name Hot Happy Mess, is there's no perfect experience, right? It is a hot, happy mess and yeah. sometimes not happy, right? And I yeah. think that if we're honest about that part and you're setting that expectation, um, it makes it a little bit more digestible to get through the days and the weeks. Um, I will also say that the quality 
um, of my caregiving is reflective of my ability to practice self-care. So um, in terms of juggling all of these things, if I haven't spent the time um, to make sure that my cup is full. I have nothing left to give to my little ones, to my husband, to the business. And so keeping that at the forefront of, of how I operate helps me, um, tackle what most people are like, how are you doing all of these things? Right. Um, and so I think in terms of challenges and what I'm facing, um, there is no secret that, um, only 1% of institutional capital goes to Blount and black and brown founders, right? And, and that's really hard um, to swallow every day, knowing that um, I'm coming with a product and a business that deserves funding. And that should be um, so clear for investors, but we're also navigating against the challenges of just systemic racism and historical data that shows um, it's going to be really hard for you to get funding because people don't look like you, right? Um, and so... I think for me, ultimately, it's staying present with, I'm just a facilitator of Lightly. If you don't understand what's happening here, that's okay. I'm not taking this personally, but I'm going to find the next opportunity and the next person who really sees our vision. And and it's not easy. I mean, like I said, in terms of my self-care regimen, um, a therapist is included in that, right? Like that mm-hmm. mental health is super important and not carrying the resentment of whatever happened during that day or is making building lightly so challenging for me. Right. And and uh, to those challenges that, that have come with building lightly, uh, what have they been? You know, you, from what I understand, built this business during a global pandemic, right? <laughs> <laughs> like no big deal, but also what? Like how do you pull that off? Um, yeah. How did you navigate that? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the funniest part, right? It was like, I literally was like, hey, babe, I'm going to start a travel startup and there's a pandemic, you know, like get on board. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, like I said, I think it's just a matter of um, when you know you're right and you have such a conviction and what you're doing is actually making a true impact, like a positive impact, the time that it happens doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter, you know? And I think for me, having these conversations with, with hospitality executives and CEOs of airports and um, travel advisors is to say... Um, help me pioneer the next generation of travel. Like let's raise these standards and it's about exciting people, right? We are doing something so special here and that's just to make um, our children and their lives better. You know, I don't want Phoenix or Zara to ever know that diapers and wet wipes weren't available at hotels. Like I want that to be some really weird idea for them. Um, And when we focus on the next generation, I think it doesn't matter what crazy thing is happening in the world. We all are so inspired to do better. Mm, mm, I love that. I love the mission behind what you're doing here. And the kit, the kiosks and the nursery kids, I mean, it's ingenious for those who may just now be getting familiar with Lightly. Break it down. What exactly will we be encountering if we experience Lightly in the airport? Yeah, great question. So Lightly in and of itself is what we do is we design and sell customizable nursery kits and we sell them directly to luxury hotels. So you don't actually 
Um, well, you will never have a, a direct interaction with Lightly as if you were to like shop online for mm-hmm. a kit. But um, if you go to, for example, uh, the Rosewood, Miramar and Santa Barbara with your babies, they will have our kit available and waiting for you in the room. So what's mm-hmm. exciting for us is to find ways for uh, hotels to elevate their guest amenities and say, hey, let's work with your concierge teams and your VIP teams and let um, your guests know that they don't have to bring all this stuff now. Like you've thought about them and you're not passing out, you know, um, you know, subpar quality products, you've provided them with really beautiful brands and premium products and things that they no longer have to compromise all the way from home. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side of that, um, we started launching these kiosks at airports because I ran out of diapers at the airport. So um, I want to be able to support parents in transit. And there you can buy a la carte products, um, you know, things that you know that you forget or um, lose, like diapers and and wet wipes and pacifiers, because I think it is important to say, um, if I'm going to convince you to travel lightly and you know, your hotel is going to have it, there are things that we can't control, right? Like the inevitable uh uh-oh moments, the throw up. And so knowing that our kiosks are launching at these, um, look. So that's where the name comes from. (laughs) You said travel lightly and I'm like, Oh, I love that. Yeah. Literally, like, and if you watch, if you watch families, like if you just like sit back and people watch at the airport, which is my favorite thing to do, it's like Sherpas. Like when you watch a family go through, you're like, damn, like that does not look fun. Like that looks miserable. You know, like nobody's like smiling. I mean, my friends at, at, at private suites, which is one of our clients, you know, those families are smiling, but it's like, they also have lightly there, you know? So I want that for everyone. I want luxury for all. I love that. And you've said that you're working to disrupt the travel industry. And I love that you want to make luxury accessible for everyone that you want to make really just um, the basics also accessible for everyone in a way that it kind of blows your mind to realize isn't the case yet. Um, And I know a lot of our listeners want to do the same in their various industries, particularly the ones who are trying to build their own businesses. Um, But we know that when it comes to networking, access to connections, contacts, to capital, to funding, it can be very limited for small businesses, period, let alone at the intersection of being a person and or woman of color. Um, So I'm curious to know, uh, how was that journey for you and what advice can you give to you know, aspiring entrepreneurs or current small business owners who want to grow and especially are looking for funding um, Mm -hmm. or support from a network? Yeah, that's a great question. I I mean, network is key and I don't mean it in the way of like, oh, you should be networking. I don't know. I feel like there's like a weird negative connotation that I have um, with that word, but I, I really, to me, it's that, that core group or community of people that you have to support you. And, um, you know, when I look at our advisory board, um, one of our advisors is a black woman and a CEO of an airport. And she is a personal mentor for me because she's lived this experience and she can help me navigate this uncharted territory as a fellow black woman. So just making sure that you have somebody in your corner as an advocate for you personally and business with your business, that has shared some sort of lived experience as a black or brown founder is super important. Mm -hmm. Um, My therapist, 
therapist is also really important to me. Um, like I said, mental health, I don't, I don't take that lightly and no pun intended. Um, but it is, it's, it's so crucial in this idea of showing up every day, being vulnerable, putting yourself out there and knowing you're going to get rejection and not letting that impact you in a way that prohibits you from, um, taking the vital criticism and constructive criticism and using that to, um, modify your business or whatever you're doing and and then go get that check or, um, whatever capital you're trying to raise. And, and there's emerging, you know, there's emerging funds that are really focused on diversity and inclusion. So it's being really specific and focused on your search for where you're trying to find capital. Really take the time to look at these funds or investors or these groups um, and understand what's their thesis. They all will tell you, like, here's what here's our focus. You know, if you're a beauty brand, you shouldn't really be going after tech investors, right? Like they just aren't going to have that correlation. So it's understanding your product and understanding what it is that you do best and then finding strategic investors who can actually help you because that the, the worst thing that can happen is even if you get over the hurdle of being a black or brown founder and raising capital if the capital's not smart you know you're left with just all of this money but no real guidance or um, support to help you propel your business to the next level mm-hmm. really great advice are there any specific resources websites or platforms that you've used or that you would encourage other people to maybe google or check out yeah i would say from the female entrepreneur side there's a um, platform called I fund women, and they always provide a lot of interesting information around grant opportunities. Um, in addition to just like workshops and coaching. And I just love that CEO. She's a straight shooter. She'll tell you like it is. And, um, more than anything, you need honesty, especially in the infancy of your startup. And so, um, I love, I fund women, um, in terms of black and brown founders and any support there, I mean, it's a small pool, right? Like the investors aren't, like the world's not big in terms of finding the black yeah. founders. So just get on LinkedIn, like look around. Um, there are some incredible uh, black uh, managed funds out there and just reaching out to those people, even if your business doesn't fit their thesis to say, Hey, my name's so-and-so. Can you connect me with other people that would be interested in what I'm doing? You know, and, and that to me is the networking and just coming from a space of like, how can I help you? You know what I mean? And and like letting that, um, uh, process of, of servitude or that attitude of servitude kind of like propel you forward. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I want to uh, pivot to the the mommyhood aspect of this, balancing it all, right? Like building this amazing business while also raising two children, being alive. Um, Work-life balance for you. Was that something that always came naturally? Was there ever a point where you got to a state of burnout? Because I talk about it a lot on the podcast. That is really what this show has sprung from was my my absolute burnout to the point that I was so unwell and so miserable, even though from the outside looking in, my life looked amazing. And so I said something had to give and I changed a lot of things from making sure that my professional life reflected the core values of my personal life and vice versa, um, to cutting hours in certain spaces, saying no to opportunities that I used to say yes to, purely out of FOMO, um, being able to stand in my nose, what was that like for you? Did you get to a point where you were so burnt out something had to give? Or has this always been a thing that you've just sort of been conditioned to prioritize? I will say being an athlete and, and playing professionally, I do have a very high pain tolerance, mm. probably. And I'm very competitive. So like those things that make you great are also the things that can hurt you, right? Um, and, and I also have been through the burnout. And I think it's a, it's a, I don't think there's like a balance is a lifelong journey, right? Like we're constantly going to be seeking. I don't think it's this like destination that you're going to get to. I think that you're going to constantly be working at this. Right. And if we can accept this idea that it's going to take continual work, but to be aware of it, um, you're much better off. So I'm not going to, to BS you. I have a really big problem finding balance. And my husband, um, God bless his heart, is the person to be like, yo, like, turn off your computer, 
don't answer yeah. that email. Like right. come, come do X, Y, Z. And, um, what's nice about lightly is that we're really focused on shattering old parental archetypes and, and, and ushering in this new identity of modern parenting and equitable parenting. And so, um, I have a tremendous support system in terms of like the roles that my husband has taken on in order to allow me to do what I do with my business. But with that being said, he's still the first person to, you know, annoy me and say like, get off of your computer. No, you can't take that opportunity or no, that's not going to work. Your bandwidth is maxed out. And here's why I see it. And I don't always necessarily like this information, right? Like you don't like being told like your balance is off. Um, but it's crucial to have a partner who can be so transparent with me and not be afraid to tell me these things. Um, and then again, like I said, going back to my self-care regimen, my yoga, you know, my silly nightly pop addiction, my, um, you know, just getting time for a manicure or whatever it is. Um, and, and my therapist to really find that balance and then be able to give back to my family and to my girls, but my schedule's crazy. I'm like a psychopath about time, you know, because I know like how compartmentalized it is. Um, but you know, taking my daughters to school and listening to them talk about Dora is like the best part of my day. Oh, I love to hear that. Um, I can't wait for that that chapter, that phase. Um, I, I what stood out to me um, when you first were speaking about sort of your journey and the balance or lack thereof sometimes, which I appreciate that transparency, um, is that your partner, um, your husband, was willing to to sort of stand in the middle and, and fill in the gap where it was needed so that you could do what it is you needed to do while you built this business. Um, I'm mm-hmm. curious to know. What did that look like for you? Uh, what were those conversations like? You know, when it comes to negotiating with a partner, when it comes to compromising, um, sometimes when it comes to reconsidering traditional gender roles versus what makes sense for you too right now, like that's something that I um, deal with and struggle with and, you know, am excited to rise to the occasion of. You talk about the modern family and these are modern couples. Um, so what was that like for you to sort of figuring out what works for you, um, even if it doesn't necessarily make sense to others? Yeah, we're still working it out. So yeah. it's not, <laughs> this is not solved. Um, we It takes, it also takes couples therapy and having a translator when there are times where we feel like we're speaking different languages. Um, my husband and I, also have a significant age gap. So we talk about modern parenting and then the roles, the gender roles and where he came from in terms of his generation and how he was raised. And then to be married to a woman who was like, no, 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 no. Like I'm not doing okay, so that. The age gap, he's older. I'm assuming he's, from what we have 22 years oh apart. He looks like he's 25. It's really annoying, but, um, we're 22 years apart. And with that comes a lot of interesting conditioning about like the male ego that, uh, is a lot of work to deal with, you know? And I think I love him so much because he is so willing to be vulnerable and like come to the table in ways that, um, I would say most men around his age, um, aren't. And so for that, that's why, um, I would say we've had so much progress and in terms of understanding that this is looking different than what your family looked like or what my, um, family looked like or other families, you know, in the past, but it's not easy. You know, it's, um, he does all of the laundry. He does all of the cooking. 
I would put like sweaters. He does the dishes. He does the dishes. Ah, I, I'm going to have to stay with this. But you know what? I received that. Okay. Like that means it's possible to get these men. Oh, a hundred. A hundred percent. It's possible. Don't give up. It's possible. I love that. Okay. So he's really willing to get into the trenches in a way that is absolutely against sort of the stereotypes that we've all fallen victim to that our families have fallen victim to that does take a brave man and someone who's very a brave spouse period whoever it is um and someone who's okay with doing what makes sense for your family Mm -hmm. even if it contradicts you know what the family or the community around you might think is normal right Right. And I think that, that this normal thing, right? Like it's, I said, the mission of lightly on a, a deeper level is to kind of shatter these archetypes and say, however you want to be a momsery is up to you. And like, that's okay. And that's acceptable. And here's how we're going to support what that looks like for you. You know, that's so important to me because I was really intimidated about becoming a mother. I felt like I had subscribed to all of this media that told me being a parent looked a certain way. I had to have a certain personality to be a good mother. And it's kind of disgusting, right? Because you're like, oh, wait, no, that's not true at all. Like, I can have an edge. I can be assertive. I can um, have a career. These things are not binary and they do not impact the way that I um, parent my children. In fact, my girls are rock stars probably because I am the way that I am. And so it's like this self-acceptance. It's, it's literally saying like, I'm going to stand in my no, which is, I love how you phrase that. I'm going to stand in my no with how the world tells me things should look and mm-hmm. recognize that that is just such garbage. Um, and I think having these conversations with my husband too, he feels the freedom from, you know, what ideas are uh, put on him about like what it means to be a husband, you know, um, in the past and what that looks like today. And I think for us, um, the fact that we are each other's biggest fans, um, is all that matters, right? Cause at the end of the day, I'm in bed with him, not whatever's on TV or whatever somebody told me. Right. Right. Oh, so beautifully, so beautifully said. Um, and a really spot on perspective. I think you brought so many gems, even in that, you know, it really is just about what makes sense for the two of you. And at the end of the day, at the end of, you know, every evening, it's the two of you in that bed. So who gives yeah. a damn quite frankly? Yeah. About we it? got married, we got married in 2020. Like we got <laughs> married in the middle of a pandemic. And even that was like, People are like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you guys just wait until 2020, whatever, you know? And my first response was like, well, do you have a direct line to God? Like, how do you know that this is all going to work out in 2021, right? Yeah. And it look at here we are now. And people, you know, we're still in this. Girl, and now they're talking about monkeypox. And I'm just like, I can't. <laughs> Between the two of us, you know, and um, we got married in Malibu. It was 25 people on the beach. It was the perfect time wedding, I would not change it for the world. And I think it was such a great reminder of like, this is just about you and me. And this is us for the rest of our lives. And our families can say what they want to say. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we're not stopping our lives for other people. And we're not adapting our behavior to make other people feel comfortable, right? Um, And I think when you put um, your relationship and, and that sanctity first, it helps you generate a really trusting and nurturing environment for you guys to tackle whatever you're trying to tackle. 
Amen. I love that. You mentioned, you know, like my daughters are rock stars and it is because, right, they're seeing their mother be a rock star, go out into the world and make things happen. And I so love that because, you know, this podcast, its focus is best life minus the burnout. And so many of the the women, the people listening, you know, we get men, women, we get everybody in between um, who are listening and are very ambitious or are high achieving. And I think there's a hesitation with a lot of us who are still um, not mothers or fathers or not parents yet, because it's like, oh, I want to go into that next chapter. I want the babies. I want a family. But if that means I have to trade this amazing career that I've built for myself, then I don't know what to tell you. I'm tapping out. And I've always felt that I could have both, that I could have it all and maybe not all at once. And it might be 80, 20 and 75, 25 and whatever else um, at various points. But I never felt like I had to give up um, this amazing life that I've created for myself in exchange for the children. I'm like, if I were to go to Europe, I'm throwing that baby on my back and they're going to be seeing Europe. 20 years before I, before I ever got the chance to see it. Yeah. So yeah. You know, it's just about making your own rules and you are living proof of that. You, your husband, your two children are living proof that it is absolutely possible to carve out a life that feels good for you as this sovereign right. being and for yeah. your family as a unit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, it's, it's a hot, happy mess, you know, yeah. like that's what that looks like. Hot. And I love it. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. And you're right for anybody who's ever like, oh, what am I giving up in order to have this family? Like you have to, you have to alter your mindset. You're not giving up anything. You're just going to have a hot, happy mask on your hands and you have to be okay with that. Right? Like it's not going to be perfect. You're going to have bad days. There are going to be balls that get dropped, but when you focus on back to that network and that community of people who are going to support you and finding that job or career that's going to nurture work-life balance, which is hard because like I said, culture is changing. It's, we're not entirely there yet. Um, the television and entertainment industry, it's tough, you know, like it's not, um, you know, the most popular thing to have a family and be able to say no to opportunities. So I think it's going to take more people saying, you know what? No, I'm not going to take this position because you aren't going to support me with X, Y, Z. Right. And you're not going to be flexible. And for that reason, you're going to lose good talent. Like when there are more of us saying that they're going to change. Right. Um, And so, yeah, I think just knowing that it's going to be a hot, happy mess. It won't be be perfect. You know what I mean? You're going to make mistakes. Um, It's okay to be afraid. um, But your children love you unconditionally like nobody else in this world. And so um, it's so worth it. Yeah. Well said. So well said. Uh, I'm always about finding the magic, right? I say it often on the podcast, the magic in the middle of life's messes. Like one day I just realized, I don't think this mess is ever going to go away. And people from the outside are like, oh, my mess. And I'm like, oh, hang out with me for two hours. You'll see it all. Um, and I just stop waiting for everything to click, everything to make sense and be perfect before I decided to celebrate my life, to book the ticket, to do the thing with the friend. Like, it's just like, it's now. I have to figure out a way to celebrate and feel good in the middle of all of this chaos quite right 
And when you're an overachiever, right? Like to your point, when you're an overachiever and you're like a high performing person, and I recognize this from just being in sports, um, it's hard, right? Like you, the reason why you do so well is because you're looking, you're always seeking to improve and be better. And so when you feel like you're not getting there, you're like, oh man, you know, and then you just recognize to your point, the light clicks oh, I have to just accept that this is always a work in progress, right? Like finding balance is going to be a lifelong journey. And if you can practice some um, compassion for yourself, um, it's much easier. And I'm literally saying this because I need to hear it for myself. Like I need to remind myself, like it's not always going to be perfect. You know, I presented lightly today to a group of people and the video didn't work. And I was like, ah, in my head, you know, and most people didn't even notice that that was like a thing. And so um, in all things, like truly, if anybody um, remembers anything about what I say is just like knowing that like family and your work and career are not binary. You can have them both. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You mentioned self-care earlier in the conversation and how therapy is a very significant component for you as it is for me. Uh, what does self-care look like for you from a holistic perspective? How do you put yourself first when you're not trying to check the mommy box or the wife box um, or the, the entrepreneur box? How do you love on yourself? Yeah. Great question. Shopping makes me really happy. Not even just, like, not even like clicking and buying, but like literally just like looking at beautiful clothing makes me like really weirdly happy. (laughs) Like I'll watch fashion videos for hours. I love seeing just like artists create such beautiful garments and how intentional that work is. That makes me really happy. And as like my way of practicing self-care, I get a massage on a weekly basis, Mm. every Tuesday, that's our date night thing. Uh, We do it together, but obviously we're in separate rooms. And that also provides me an ability to physically let go of whatever is happening. Right. And just this meditation while I'm on the table to let go as they're literally uh, moving and circulating my body. Um, Yoga pre pandemic, I was a prenatal yoga instructor. And so it was really kind of nice to have like this built in self care, um, knowing that I was guiding these women. Um, And so I kind of try to continue my practice and and keep that, um, you know, as something that I um, can go to when I'm feeling flustered or anxiety. Um, And then traveling. That's my self-care. Like, I love going new places. I love seeing new people and eating new food. Um, And that's how I practice self-care. Yeah. What's your favorite spot that you travel to? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, Madeira. Mm -hmm. It's an island off of Portugal. Very, like, uninterrupted in a way. Like, it's so undiscovered. And, like, you can literally buy out the bar and it's affordable. Um, I love that. Um, I would also say Bali has a really special place in my heart and Abood specifically. It's like a yoga haven. And, um, I mean, the people there are just so amazing and so kind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, before I let you go, Dominique, uh, where can we go to follow you? How can we support lightly as you grow this business? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Just follow Lightly on Instagram. It's lightly.travel. Um, if you're going to a hotel and you have little ones, email that manager or whoever and say, like, do you carry Lightly? Because when the consumers start demanding the expectation that they should be providing this, 
things go moving faster, you know, and when they hear from their guests, like we want this at your hotel, um, it makes my job a lot easier. Um, so yeah, just follow us at lightly.travel. I would say our digital presence is intentionally light. We do act as an extension of existing brands, but, um, yeah, just make some noise. All right. Well, we will start making that noise. You're certainly making plenty of it. You're making your mark in this industry. It's so impressive. Awesome to watch. So congratulations on everything. And we can't wait to see what's next for you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Take care, Zuri. Thank you again so much to Dominique for joining me on Hot Happy Mess today. Be sure to check out hothappymess.com and the episode show notes for resources and more if you want to support Lightly. And before I go, I want to shout out more real woman stories. I would love to highlight you on the podcast or an incredible woman that you know. So if you have a story that you'd like to share or a woman that you'd love to have celebrated, hit me up hello at hothappymess.com. And if you love what you're hearing, don't be shy. The love keeps Team Hot Happy Mess going. So leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, five-star rating on Spotify, all that good stuff, okay? You can follow me on Instagram at Zuri Hall at Hot Happy Mess. And I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.